Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 255. Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. Very exciting show for you guys. Um, we were talking backstage how God highlights themes and we don't even, we don't plan it. He plans it. We ask people, Hey, what do you want to share? Sometimes we approach someone and say, Hey, would you talk about this? But most of the time it's fresh, you know, revelation, whatever's on the guest's heart to share. And it's kind of cool to see how God, not cool, kind of cool. It's very cool to see how God highlights themes. So, you know, for a week straight or a week and a half or two weeks, sometimes three weeks, God really highlights certain things or even a season. Right now, it's all about repentance, man. Um, but today, we're going to be talking about some really great stuff, very much in step with a lot of what we've been hitting on lately. Um, it's obvious when God does that, I know there are people listening who very much need to hear this stuff. Um, and it's always good to be reminded of stuff that, you know, um, I was talking to Kelsey O'Malley. Um, you know, we're friends, so we chat um, off uh, out, outside of the show. And we we're talking about um, how sometimes uh, it's these seemingly trivial things that sometimes are the the greater revelation. Um, kind of like it, I was joking and saying how it's kind of like when you, you know, you're you get a revelation, a new, a deeper revelation of how much God loves you. And we all know God loves us, right? Um, but you go to someone, you're like, man, I just got this revelation. Like, God loves me. And people are like, yeah, I know, man. You're like, no, 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 you don't understand. God loves me. And they're like, yes, you know, but it's that that personal revelation you got. And someone may deem that uh, milk or they may deem that, uh, you know, low level revelation. But if God is revealing a deeper level and you've been walking with him and he, he reveals a deeper level of something in you. How is that not going deeper with him? How is that not deeper revelation? So um, I'm never quick to turn my nose up at something about salvation or um, repentance or uh, things like that, um, that, you know, we think we deal with when we just become a Christian and then we're done. Um, God often revisits certain things and brings deeper revelation to those things. I've been a believer for, 19 years. Yeah. 19 years. So, um, I, God's always revealing stuff that I got a revelation of when I was a young, a wee lad. Um, and then revisiting some of this stuff, you know, my late thirties, you know, it's just like, it's really cool. Um, I love revelation. Love when God does that. Um, and he's full of surprises. So he's going to surprise you today. How about that? If you guys are listening on Spotify and you're not following the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify yet. Give us a follow. That'll really help us out. Uh, all right. I think that's it. We're going to jump in. We got a lot of juicy stuff today. Juicy with a capital J. Um, my guest today is a fellow Oregonian. We love Oregon. Oregon's beautiful. If any of you guys haven't visited Oregon, you really should. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, lefties and all that stuff. I don't want to hear it. There are a lot of godly people here, a lot, um, and uh, who love the Lord. And this is a beautiful state, you guys. And I'm not going to let Satan take it. Thank you very much. Um, and neither is my guest today. She's the founder of Hope Oregon. She's also the host of the podcast, Highway of Holiness. 
Let's get up for my guest today, Audrey Frable. Audrey! Hey. Hello. So good to be back with you. It yeah. seems like it's been a minute. <laughs> I know. I think the last time we did like a, we did one for when we were getting ready to go to Israel. So it was like even one that was going to be like airing like in a couple of weeks or something after yeah. we recorded Yeah, it. that's so right. I this remember is that. Like today though like it's yes. actually this day yeah uh, I know. So, it's exciting. yeah so why don't you tell people really quick what hope oregon is every now and then i ask you yes hope oregon is an evangelist initiative so the big dream big heartbeat behind it is to go outside the four walls and gather and reach really the lost. I really see it targeted at Gen Z mainly. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we want everyone, we want all the generations, but um, I really just see it coming and bringing life and connecting the lost generation with the father. Mm. Um, The scripture kind of, I have tagline to it is John 10, 10, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy, but mm-hmm. Jesus came to give life and life abundant. So yeah. it's an evangelist initiative and uh, wanted to gather with all the churches and hopefully take it out to different regions, not just here in Roseburg, but different regions in Oregon to reach Oregon for awesome. the kingdom. Love it. So cool. So, yeah. all right, um, Audrey, what's on your heart to share today? We got a lot, there's a lot of good stuff in here. So what's, yeah. what's on your heart? What's that been sharing? I'm so excited. The Lord has been speaking to me from Revelation chapter three, the church and Laodicea. Mm. And I want to make sure I say that right. He's been talking to me probably for a couple of weeks now about this okay. church and the um, parallels that a lot of the American church has, you know, in that portion of scripture. Well, the whole book of Revelation is a uh, revelation that John has. It's a prophetic book. So John uh, is the author of it. And he has, he opens up in the book of revelation with visions of seven. God gives him uh, visions of seven different churches. And Laodicea is one of those churches. Laodicea was a wealthier community. So I think of the American church, hello, yeah. we're not poor in America, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who had really, um, became lukewarm. So this is where we find the scripture. You know, we've heard it said that he doesn't, you know, you're cold, you're not cold, you're not hot, but you're lukewarm and I'll spit you out uh-huh. of my mouth. Yeah. So this is where that kind of common scripture we hear. Many people have heard that this is where that comes from. The mm. church had become lukewarm. Um, she had become stagnant and really um, there's a few different things there, self-complacent, but also self-righteous. So she, you know, was, she thought she was doing great, that she was doing good and that things were good, maybe mm. even with their, her relationship, I say her, the church, her relationship yeah. with God. Um, but really, they were good maybe on the outside, but not so much on the inside. And yeah. so the spirit of the Lord, you know, rebukes them, corrects them mm-hmm. in love, right? That's a, the love of our father and then opens up in the end and gives an invitation to repent. So I love that you talked about repentance because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, that keeps coming back to me because it's like God is just, he's cleansing. He's cleansing his bride right now. And yeah. I, you know, I don't think it's coincidence coincidence that we keep hearing the theme repentance because he's bringing us back to that holy place, his original design. His church was to be a holy, pure, righteous, you know, vessel. Yeah. Holy temple. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, when we think of repentance, we think of like, 
you know, the, the doozy sins, right? Like yeah, the lust big stuff. or, you know, yeah. gossiping or idolatry or whatever it is. But yeah. something that God has really, God spoke to me. I've shared this on the show before, but um, it was, this was a couple of months ago where God had sent a series of people to really affirm me in certain things um, mm. that I was really struggling in. Um, and I found myself back struggling with certain thoughts and, and certain mentalities. And God was like, and I was like, God, please help me. I'm struggling with this. Oh. <laughs> and then he showed me, he then showed me all these people that had spoken specific things over mm. me. And he said, why won't you listen to me? He's like, I'm Whoa. trying to help you. And I was like, yeah. Oh Lord. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. that is another element too, is, uh -huh. is like, do we believe what God has called us to do? We believe yeah. that he's actually, actually active in our lives and that he's with us as we go and do whatever assignment he has for us to do. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that was like another element of sentence <clears throat> for me, like listening to other voices rather than his um that's so good yeah, a couple of things come to my mind when you said that um one just what is it that he's calling us to do right now that we're maybe dragging our feet on or we're uh you know being held back by fear and the lord is calling us to step out of the boat and do these things mm -hmm. like there's a place right there for repentance yeah um, yeah. I love Charles Finney. I've been reading a, more and more of Charles Finney. Yeah, he's like season. really convicting when you listen to the things oh he says. Goodness. I mean, if you want to get in a place of repentance, just read some Charles Finney because mm -hmm. then you'll be like, oh, I need to repent. Yeah. Well, wasn't <laughs> he like he just, a lawyer too or something like was. that? He was. He yeah. was an attorney, some kind of attorney um, and totally had this radical encounter yeah. with God and becomes this amazing revivalist transforms yeah. church yeah. history. I mean, saves tons of people. I love Charles Finney. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and the other thing I'll be really honest and vulnerable as you were sharing as well about, uh, repentance as a wife, as a strong woman, I know I could probably speak to some strong women in ministry right now. Yeah. My husband and I, we have different walks. He loves God. He's been saved. And I've shared that testimony before, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, praying over him, but our walks don't look the same and we have totally different giftings. We're like very opposite. I'm, mm. you know, prophetic apostolic. He's more of a, a teacher, you know, has a shepherd's heart, but he's really chill and really laid back. He doesn't want to be in the front. <laughs> mm. And so we're just very, very yeah. different. Um, but over the course of our marriage and since serving the Lord, I have found times where I haven't trusted his voice because mm. maybe he wasn't, you know, quote unquote, this pastor, or I've wanted yeah. to lean more into other, you know, leaders voices than his. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, even to this day, I still have to come back to that place and repent. And even to him, even recently I've, I've repented and apologized. I'm like, wow, babe, I'm so sorry. Because I also had this situation where I had two or three people kind of all speaking the same thing, which my husband already said multiple times. And I was like, Oh Jesus, you're speaking to me. So mm -hmm. invitation to repent. And there's so much freedom and blessing in that place of repentance. Oh yeah. And even, you know, and even relational in a marriage that just breaks down walls, any walls, it really that you, does. Didn't even know, you know, you didn't even know we're there and 
brings that intimacy and that oneness that maybe you've been contending for and praying for. (laughs) Sometimes that's what does it is, is asking for forgiveness for your spouse or friend, whoever it is, Yes, Um, you know, like praying for breakthrough in something. And um, it was interesting. We were talking about this the other day with um, a friend who she was saying how they were praying into something and uh, they were praying for a door to open with a job or something. And then all of a sudden um, the wife, like her, uh, she remembered a, um, a, like a tension in a relationship with her husband um, and, uh, and his friend. And it wasn't even that the friend was, had taken up offense against her husband. Like her husband was like, totally fine. It was good. But then he immediately calls up and he's like, Hey man, I just want to apologize for this thing. And then the guy was like, no, it was really affecting him. And then all of a sudden that was what brought the breakthrough for the job. All of a sudden the job thing came through, I think like the next day or something like that. Wow. You know, it's like, it's interesting how we dig our heels in with stuff like that, but man, like repentance really does Mm -hmm. bring freedom. Um, yeah, and then also sure. like that vulnerability allows mm-hmm. someone to, uh, other people to, to love you as well, to love on you because, uh, you know, look, sometimes when you repent for things, it doesn't go like, Oh, I forgive <laughs> you. It doesn't. Right. Like, let's be real. You, what you, you know? expected didn't happen. <laughs> right. But, um, also like there've been moments where like, I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it other than like. I repent or I ask for forgiveness for something. And God's like, that's my guy. There he is. Do you yeah. guys see him? And he's like, tell all heaven. He's like, there he is. And I feel like, you know, I feel his delight, but you know, obviously there's yeah. a lot of humbling that was involved in that process. Yes. But, you know. yes. Which like you kind of, you said it differently. You said vulnerability, but the power of humility. I mean, James speaks to us about that. It's just a, a spirit walking in that spirit mm-hmm. of humility. God yeah. will meet us. Um, absolutely. There, and there's just so much grace and repentance. Mm-hmm. I have a friend um, who's on her way out. She's moving, she's in ministry, and I'm absolutely loving how she is spirit. She's following Holy Spirit as she's leading and as she's exiting. And so kind of what you just said, this kind of reminded me of that is she's prayerfully, um, tying any loose ends, getting things right with people, anybody, mm. the Holy spirit highlights to her. She's, you know, reaching out to, there's even some people she hasn't reached out to, um, has prayed and they've reached out to her. It's just like totally wow. God. It's how just, cool. it's so, Oh, it's so Love beautiful. That. And I'm just celebrating with her, how she's moving and exiting because how we exit and leave a season has so much to do with how we enter into, you know, a new season. Bingo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's for so many people that are in transition right now. And I know there's yeah. a lot of people in transition. There's a lot of people in transition yes. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Moving uh, and jobs, different jobs. The only thing, I mean, the one thing I can connect the dot with it, with the power of the Holy spirit is at the beginning of 2023. I mean, the, some of the those top words I kept hearing from him were about surrender all in surrender mm-hmm. all in. And for me, I, I thought I was all in, I thought I was surrendered, but there's like, and I want you to surrender this. And then I want you to do this. And it's like a continuation 
this whole year, even thus far, there's things where he's bringing my husband and I into together like new businesses. I'm like, wow, you really were talking about like all in surrender. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. Amen. You know, and, and that, um, that honing in, I see him honing in people's giftings where maybe we were all over the place wearing five different hats and the Lord is honing people into like those top two kind of hats where, and, and sharpening those stronger anointings and giftings in people's lives. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, this whole idea of this is the, this is like the non glamorous side, if I could say it that way, non glamorous side of, you know, like we don't want to be lukewarm. We want to be on fire. We want to be all these things. Um, yeah. But you know, we're, we think, Oh, it, uh, you know, God, I want to be on fire for you. So that means like radical encounters with you. And that means like <laughs> saving the lost. And that means like, you know, standing up for the truth and, and um, digging into the word. Yes. Yes. But and it's a big, big B-U-T. Um, there's, uh, there's a whole other element. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Like, you want to go deeper with God. Be humble. Yeah. And that means apologizing for that things. That yeah. means, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of different things uh, that we don't yeah. want to do. We're like, oh, uh -huh. man, I don't want to do that. Like, because uh -huh. that per Sometimes guys had me apologize to people that, okay, if someone were to look at it, they would go, yeah, it was 90% their fault, but yeah. there was a 10% where my heart yeah. was pretty nasty and mm -hmm. I needed to apologize for it. Yeah. Now, there are times where people wrong me, uh, have wronged me and I, I am in rights, like, like I, you know, you guard your heart, you make sure mm -hmm. that you deal with any unforgiveness or anything like that. But mm -hmm. there have been times where I haven't felt like I was supposed to repent for anything, but just mm -hmm. keep my heart in check. Yeah. There are times like that too, but um, yeah. there's a lot of unfun things that we do in the process of being conformed to the image of Christ, but they're necessary. Absolutely. You want to go deeper Absolutely. with God. You want to be on fire for God. Okay. Yeah. He might be convicting your heart right now to apologize to, yeah. to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to bring your breakthrough. Absolutely. You know? It's not maybe going to another conference. Right. So a lot of times we're like, I'm just going to keep going to these conferences. Maybe that class, maybe that uh, leader can mm -hmm. help me when really it's like these simple daily things that are staring at us in, right in the face. And yeah. we've yet to turn, turn towards them, mainly just turn towards him yeah. and have him lead us, you know, into those little things, daily repentance, daily repentance mm -hmm. is so powerful, yeah. so powerful. But we wonder sometimes, you know, kind of like the church at Laodicea, well, they really didn't even, I don't think they were even totally conscious of it, Yeah. but they were, they had become lukewarm. They'd become stagnant and, um, you know, the sin of that and not realizing it, here's what I think of the, the American church just continuing to go to church Sunday after Sunday, after Sunday, after Sunday. But where is your fire? Where is your love and your passion for God? Hmm. When was the last time you shared Jesus with someone? When was the last time you invited somebody to church? When was the last time you, you know, told 
someone what Jesus has done in your life and how he set you free from A, B, or C, and that you have an eternal hope. And this is why you go to church. You know, I I wonder what the percentage, um, I'm trying to think of the, what are the, the ones that do all the church stats? They they spit out all the church stats online. I can't think of their names oh, right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, I actually have it bookmarked. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. They're so, I love their stats. They're so helpful. Gallup. But I wonder, Thank you, Emily. Gallup. Yeah, Gallup yes. polls. Yes, Gallup polls. I wonder what they would say. I wonder if they even have it in there. What What is the percentage of the church that is actually lukewarm that is stagnant that's just there going. actually is a recent study and that's what i'm looking for is i think i saved it mm. yeah but i mean you can keep talking if i find it all yeah right yeah i mean and this is part of this is part of the turn off to the younger generation to the z's and the millennials are right. like i don't oh, yeah. i don't want that what oh, yeah. you know what do they have to offer me i don't want to just go and sit and and uh you know, sit through this service where I'm not getting anything out of it. And then mm. not just that, but the hypocrisy. In fact, I did, I did see this statistic that the, at large, the younger generation doesn't want to come to church because of hypocrisy. They don't see yeah. the real Jesus inside of the church at large. So the yeah. Christians they know in their faith, you know, in their lives are lukewarm. Basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that, you know, as a millennial myself, it I can I can attest to that being an issue. I think that's why God has really pushed me, and I would say it's it's God has really pushed me into a place of a lot of vulnerability and transparency when I'm talking yeah. on the show. Is mm-hmm. is um and, and that's why I also like talking about my failures too and just being real with people because I've learned just as much actually no. I've learned more in my failures than I have in my successes. And we tend to look at like mountaintop things or, you know, breakthrough in someone's life. um, And we're like, okay, how do I get that? I'm like, yeah, you struggle. You struggle. (laughs) That's what happens. You struggle. And, and then we, you know, when we face struggles, we think we're doing something wrong. And, and then, you know, you're around people that aren't being, they're not being authentic. They're not being, you know, transparent or real and honest. Cause it's like, for some reason we think, and I know this was a fear for me when I was a young believer is like, if I show vulnerability, that means I don't have it together. That means mm-hmm. Jesus isn't active in my life. That means this and this yeah. and this. And I'm like, actually, I think that's the fruit of, because it's like, for me, it's like that tension of like what my flesh reacting to something God is asking me to do. And then the refinement process that takes place in the process of that and seeing those impurities rise to the top acknowledges that that gold was impure, right? But it's in the process of becoming pure because those impurities are rising to the top and we can remove them. Right. So, um, just because some, but I, I think too, like, um, in regards to, um people god really walked me through a process this is like 10 years ago of exposing that what you're what you kind of what you're talking about of like even within myself of of like i started looking at my life and i was surrounded by a lot of non-christians at the time um we were going to going through a season where we were pretty isolated not necessarily the best thing um but 
it did expose in me a lot of wrong theology, a mm-hmm. lot of progressivism mm-hmm. that I had, mm-hmm. progressive theology that I had begun to adapt or flirt with, I think is maybe uh-huh. a more accurate term. Uh-huh. And realizing I was like, I am being conformed to something right now, but it's not wow. Jesus. And wow. I was like, my life is starting, not that I was like practicing sin and, you know, you know, vulgar vulgarity or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. but I started looking and I was like, realized I was trying to make myself more palatable to non-Christians. And as a result was becoming wow. indistinguishable from yes. them. And yes. that's the problem. And, yeah. and that's what a lot of young Christians mm-hmm. have observed in the church is it's like, yeah. where's the righteousness? Where's the, yes. and look, holiness. when you are, when you are pursuing holiness, it's going mm-hmm. to offend people's flesh. So if yeah. your goal is not to offend people, well, you're already in, you're already operating in the wrong motive. Yeah. You're already setting yourself up for lukewarm, right? You're already setting yourself yeah. up to live a, a moderate Christian life. Mm-hmm. And God has never called any Christians to live a moderate Christian life. Yeah. It's, and especially now in this day and age, like there's chaos, there's turmoil. Uh, what's happening to America? It appears as though it is tipping over. It may in fact fall, you know, the dynasty of America. Like think about that. And uh-huh. whew, but God is shaking everything that can be shaken. And he is shaking us and shaking off what shouldn't have ever been put on us or what we maybe made agreements with and covenants with because he's bringing us back to his original design and intention to be in covenant in the new covenant Mm -hmm. with Jesus. Right. And so um, I just love how he is pure. He's purifying. And um, kind of what you said, too, is it's another way to say that is the common. We can't live a common life. We're not called to live a common life. And the generation is looking for the different. They're looking for who's who is really practicing what they're preaching. Radical, you know, radical, the radicals. That's really what I think God is calling. Like, who is going to stand right now and be a radical follower of Jesus? Who is going to be the Daniels, the Davids? Who's going to be bold? Who's going to surrender their life like martyrs? Really? I mean, Uh who knows what this next few centuries ahead of us are going to look like, really? Right. Well, and people are, you know, especially young people looking for like they want radical Christianity, which is yes. authentic Christianity. Yes. But so as a result, they're they're gravitating towards, you know, young people are always going to gravitate towards. I don't like people are like, oh, young people. Today. I'm like, young people are acting the way young people do. Like, yeah, they're looking for radical things. Unfortunately, yeah. the radical voices out there. Right. Um, Come on. A lot of them are not Christian. So of course we're going to go to, they're going to worship at the altar of Taylor Swift or Sam Smith Uh or, Uh you know, whatever, like uh, the Mm -hmm. LGBTQ agenda, that's radical, you know? Um, And so those things are causing them to feel things um, that aren't present. Yeah. That aren't present in a lot of Christendom right now. And look, yeah. There are a lot of radical Christians. There are a lot of radical Christians that are emerging. So I don't want to say this isn't happening. There are absolutely, right. I can name several and several are yeah. on my show. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's not, I don't, um, I, you know, I would, I would say that, that 
all of the the people on my show are what I would consider, you know, living radical Christian lives. Um, yeah. But anyways, I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what they're looking for. They're like, who's who's really walking? Yeah, who's really walking the talk, yeah. walking out what they're speaking, mm-hmm. they're sharing, they're preaching. Um, but you know, I think even more so in these in these days ahead that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be on fire. Like he yeah, he wants real. to set his church on fire. And it's not the more I've leaned into Revelation three, specifically fifteen and sixteen and that whole little portion to Laodicea, is it's not just about, oh, let's get on fire and sit by the fire. You know what I mean? It's not like let's go to that big uh, bonfire, that big uh, event, that revival tent meeting, and let's uh-huh. just get on fire and then not do anything with our yeah. fire. Like there is purpose for that fire to be set on fire. And then also, you know, protecting the fire, guarding the fire, fire, mm. keeping your fire, stewarding your fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking earlier about pain. And yeah. I think that's one thing that can snuff out our fire. And so what do we do when we, you know, encounter these painful places? Well, we don't stay there. We don't stay in our pain. We don't wallow in our pain. We got to reach out. We've got to have, you know, sometimes we've got to plug in our battery, so to speak, like our our car's dead. We can't get it started. We've got to get some jumper cables and tap into maybe another fiery person who is on fire um, and, and charge our battery to their yeah. battery and walk with them through that painful place until we can, you know, start up our own engine again and, and cultivate our own fire. Mm. I mean, you know, people, we do encounter pain. We do get hurt. Leaders hurt us. Churches, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was thinking a lot about even as before we came on here, people that are the church that is hurting, they've been hurt by leaders, leaders in the church. That's some of the most painful some of the most painful places, oh, yeah. a spiritual, you know, a spiritual father, a spiritual mother that has hurt us. It can be so, so painful, but it also has so much power and purpose. If we allow God to minister to us and heal us out of that place and not stay there, he wants to bring us into, you know, our place of promise from that place. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, well, and in regards to pain too, it's, how do I want to say this? So we are, there's the obvious one of, okay, you were, you were wronged and it's, it's important to address that. And, and number one, acknowledge like, yeah, what was done to me was wrong, but there's another side that I've noticed too. And this is very prevalent within young people. I would say millennials, Gen Z um, uh-huh. is pain and going, these Christians let me down. Therefore, I'm not a Christian anymore. Mm-hmm. And my question to that is always, who were you serving? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Bible is very clear how Christians are supposed to live. Mm-hmm. If I see a Christian not behaving like a Christian should, and then I get wronged as a result, that I serve Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's my king. So yes. I know how I'm supposed to live. I know what example I'm supposed to set to those around me. So not, not um, denying what, what happened to me, but also recognizing they are human just like I am. Yeah. Our only, so our only foundation is King Jesus. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's 
he's the template. He's the person I'm supposed to be following. Um, mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why Paul doesn't say imitate me because I'm awesome. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think we can get stuck in those places. I was thinking of some of my own, um, you know, experience with pain and a, a painful place, a season that I was in for a while, I could have got stuck there mm -hmm. in the fact of these thoughts come in and these desires we have, we want the person that wronged us to apologize. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, we want that person to repent to us. We want them to see what they did to us was wrong. We want mm -hmm. all these things from that person but reality is that's not actually going to bring us healing. Jesus yeah. is going to bring us healing. He's yeah. our healer. And so mm -hmm. even, I mean, I've been in both places, even there, even if you get their apology or you don't get their apology, but I've, I've had both spots where even when I got their apology, that didn't really actually heal my heart. It wow. was nice. It was great, but he's the healer of my heart. Yeah. He's the healer of my heart. And I also have found that sometimes I think, it's better that I don't get the apology because I actually have to run to Jesus. I actually yeah. have that has that pushes me and motivates me even more so into my healer and my deliverer yeah. because that person is, is it, I I've done everything I can do. I've apologized. I've honored. I've served. I've repented. But that person's not. That yeah. motivates me even more into the arms of my healer. Absolutely. Like, I, and you know, and you see the promise on the other side. So I would say, allow the promise to also pull you and motivate you through that place of pain. And on the other side of it, you're going to find so many people that also are walking through mm. that and need to hear of your testimony yeah. and how you processed and pushed through that yeah. painful so place good. to get to your promise place. Yeah. Well, and it forces you into not having an apology be the necessary ingredient for you to, right. to actually be healed and to move yeah. on. And yeah. that's so important. So important. Yeah. So important. I mean, I can think of times the Holy Spirit's asked me, well, wh what if they don't apologize? Yeah. What if they don't repent? He's right? asked me that a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right? A lot. I'm like, dang yeah. it. But I really want them to, Lord. I've been praying, yeah. interceding for them to but repent. But don't you think it would be amazing, God, if they did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, uh, please come to me and hand that to me. Let uh -huh. go. Surrender. Yeah. That's holding you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um. I mean, these are the ABCs of a Christian, a true Christian life. But unfortunately, the Christian life has been uh, watered down. It's been poorly represented to the younger generation. But these are the basics that Jesus walked in. These are the basics that he modeled to us in his relationship with the father. You know, um, how much did he, I always think about this. How much did he talk about the father? He didn't refer to God, the father more than any other name than God, the father. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Have you thought about that? A, a lot of times yeah. he spoke to his disciples. He's like, I'm going to the father, you know, the father, you see me. So you yeah. should know the father. I'm here to represent the father. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, you know, he goes and gets away to a solitary place. He speaks of the father. And yeah. so I don't know, that just came to yeah, my mind. I was actually just reading. I, you know, I've been reading through John. Um, I've been slowly reading through the Gospels. Um, and um, uh, John chapter 14, you know, he he's it's right after Judas 
he like says, Hey, uh, what, what, what you're going to do, go do it. You know? And, and then afterwards he immediately jumps into that. If you love my father, if you love me, then yada, yada, yada. But he's referring to, he's constantly referring to the father and yes. you know, yeah. you know, the father, because you've seen me like all of yes. that stuff. Yeah. 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 Which I, I think like right now, honestly, and this wasn't in my notes, but I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to minister to people that have really been hurt by spiritual mm, fathers yeah. and father figures, you know, pastors, leaders, that could be coaches, that could be teachers, it could be mm. bosses in the secular realm that you did look up to like a spiritual father. Mm. Um, and you've, you've been hurt by them. You've been disappointed. You had a, a, a better expectation of how they led you, maybe some things they said to you, maybe some of you have been cut off, abandoned, sort of uh, rejected. And I tell you what, I've been there and I've had to fight for a relationship and not just a, not a relationship. I've had to fight for breakthrough in the revelation that God, the father is truly my father, that he created me, that I am a daughter. And I've had to fight in the, in the, uh, in the quiet space, in the secret place with the Lord, where I said, God, I want this revelation. I want to know you as my father. I need you to remove this pain. I want to make an exchange with you today. And I want the, the head knowledge that you are my father to come down into my core mm -hmm. being, that I truly have this understanding and shift in my identity, mm -hmm. that I am a daughter and you are my father. There is uh, power and God will meet you in that place. Yeah. I mean, truth is his relationship is easy. His yoke is easy, but sometimes mm -hmm. we have to fight through some barriers in our own understanding, our own thinking uh, and, and revelation, you know, the place of revelation that he is God, the father that he did create us. You know, I, I've meditated and I've soaked in Psalms 139, like over and over and over again in those places of pain where I was hurt by a spiritual father yeah. until the Lord just imparted to me, like my God given identity, like it is worth fighting for. It's transformational to know that you truly are a son. You truly are a daughter mm -hmm. and he sees you that way. He created you. He created you in your, um, inside your mother's womb. He knit you together and he has a beautiful, unique plan just for you. Like, mm. Oh, he's so good. He's yeah. So good. Well, and oh man, this is like, the, uh, you know, I'm walking through some stuff right now that, uh, so what you're talking about is very like, oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and the reality is like what happened to you, what was said to you and, and with complete, not saying like, just get over it. Like for me, it's also been like this thing of like, God, God lo looking me square in the eyes and being like, what happened to you was wrong. How you mm -hmm. were treated was wrong. You have every yeah. right to feel mm -hmm. what you're feeling and yeah. an affirmation of those things, but then also recognizing God's plans haven't changed. Like, yes. and God is on that person's side just as much as he is on yours, because it's not about yeah. him isolating to one person. Like we're on his side, you know, like, yeah. and so like the recognition of both parties genuinely like trying to seek the Lord, genuinely trying to be righteous, genuinely trying to, to, mm -hmm. to, to be conformed to the image of Christ, <clears throat> his son, yeah. you know? And, and so yeah. th th that helps me too to not like, I, 
Paul says we were not against flesh and blood for a reason. Yeah. He really does, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's so true. And there is such a, um, gosh, such a larger, I would say such a larger divide and difference between the older generation and especially the Z generation, like the difference in how they lead, the difference in how they think, mm -hmm. you know, especially I think of like the baby boomers and above and then clear down to the Zs, like they're so, so different, so yeah. different and, and raised so different. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And so for me, one of my passions right now, I feel like I'm in the middle. I feel like I'm to be a bridge. I feel like the Lord has multiple times like put his finger on me like, I need you to be the bridge. I need you to be in the middle and be like a mediator between the older older generation and the younger wow. generation and bridge the gap because they are so far apart. Mm -hmm. And if someone doesn't, if a generation doesn't, if an army doesn't, we're going to lose uh, the la the legacy, the legacy of faith. Like, oh my goodness, we have to, we have to bring that for me as a, a millennial woman, I, I'm on the top end of that millennial generation. Like, I just feel almost commanded by God to be like this middle person to not lose yeah. the Z generation. Well, and what's interesting about even like I, cause I'm an older millennial myself um, is we're actually technically considered Xennials where we are millennials, but we're in a bridge between Gen X and Gen Z our gen, mm -hmm. uh, gen X and millennials. And so yes. Zennial, Zennials, um, yes, yeah. I've heard that. And so even that is a bridge in and of itself. Yeah. Bridging between two separate generations. So it's definitely a call yes. on a lot of like older millennials I've seen. <clears throat> um, yeah. But also I want to speak specifically to Gen X. Um, I was talking mm -hmm. to a, um, uh, a listener. Uh, she's great. Anna, she, she's part of the Gen X generation. And, we were talking about it. She's like, why do you think Gen Xers aren't talked about a lot? And I was like, yeah. that's a really good question. Why do you uh -huh. think that? You know, and so we, yeah. we're going back and forth because I, I do want to expose them because I know there's Gen Xers watching and listening and they're like, yeah. man, like, what the heck? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. And something that I thought was really cool is, and this is a plan from the enemy that God is like, because Satan's always going to tell you the opposite of what you are. Right. And, and, um, yeah. The Gen Xers have been dubbed by a lot of people the forgotten generation. And that's wow, definitely I have Satan. heard that. That's definitely Satan's wow, agenda. Absolutely, okay, first of all. Absolutely. So the isolation and maybe being overlooked that you feel, first off, acknowledging that's Satan. All right. So get a load of yeah, this. Yeah, come on. We that's were right. talking about this, and I was like, you guys, the Gen Xers actually, um, they they first of all have they're just as much involved in what god is doing in the millennial generation as um as, as the millennials yeah absolutely yeah. and so the thing that i would say is they're um they're obviously closer to the boomer generation because they're the next generation after all right and so a lot of them can get along well with the boomer generation, but there's a lot of tension between boomers and millennials. And then even yes. more so with Gen Z, with because yes. let's be honest, yeah. boomers can write in cursive and Gen Z can't read it, you know, like, and <laughs> that's um, so true. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, 
I can still write and read in cursive. Thank you very much. But um, <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, Me too. Uh, just worth noting. Um, but <laughs> but I was like, I was talking to Anna and I was like, dude, I was like, the Gen Z or the Gen X, they're like the ninja generation because mm. so what God ha- or what Satan has intended as you guys are nothing, you're nobody, you're forgotten. We've, you know, you're a blip in the, <clears throat> the history of generations. God is actually like, I've hidden you for a reason. Come right? on. And there's a covert nature to Gen Xers. If this doesn't excite Gen Xers, like, come, come on. on. Like, come I thought on. it was awesome. And when I told her, I was yeah. like, you guys are like ninjas. And she was like, dude, whoa, you know. Come and, on. And so, that like, asking, so rather than going, we're forgotten, we're ignored, going, yeah. God, why has our generation been hidden? There's come a purpose on. behind it that Satan has tried to thwart and Come frustrate on. us and make us feel ignored and and forgotten. And quite frankly, God does not operate that way. I'm sorry. He doesn't operate. Yeah. He's not going to be like, yeah, you're nobody. Sorry. You. Yeah. That was a mistake. You know, like right? that's not how For God sure. operates. And so oh, I've, right. th- that's Come something on. I've been asking a lot is like, hold on. Why, why yeah. is Gen X? So, so let that excite yeah. you and really start praying into that because I love it. there's a big revelation there, you guys, and actually yeah. a purpose for today all Come right on. purpose yes, for totally today that's so good so yeah. my husband is a gen xer he is 42 i'm 41 so he's like at the bottom of x and i'm at the top of millennials kind of like mm-hmm. you just said millennials. Yeah. yeah um and that is so powerful i was thinking about him the whole time you were talking in fact he's also had prophetic words about being a secret weapon yeah. like a hidden weapon mm. And so honestly, I just want to prophesy right now to Gen X. I just prophesy you are not forgotten. You are seen. You are valued. I also see like this mantle of wisdom over you uh, and and strategies from heaven coming. It's almost like you have been kind of sitting in a back seat, kind of sitting back, almost watching so many different things uh, unfold even over you know, COVID and since 2020, but I actually see you guys getting ready and there is going to be a launch of Gen X. Woo. Mm. I feel the fire of yeah, God all over Gen it. X. Yeah. <laughs> I feel wisdom. I feel, I see power. I see mothers and fathers rising up. Like there is a shift coming to Gen X. I see specifically men uh, rising up in their fatherly anointing and um, taking back what the enemy has been trying to steal and rob. And like uh, Jeff said, tell you that you've forgotten. And I see the Lord is saying, I see him and I hear him saying, I have not forgotten you. I have your name written on my hand and I am here. I am with you. I am for you. And I'm saying now is your time, Gen X, to Mm -hmm. run. Run after God and and pick up your fatherly mantle and the women pick up your mothering mantle to Mm -hmm. father and mother this generation, the Z's and the alphas. It is your time. Yeah. So for those of you who maybe are like, am I a Gen Xer? It's if you were born between the years of 1965 to 1980. uh, And what's kind of cool is if you are born on either like you know, maybe you were born closer to 1965, 66, or 1980, 1979, you know, 77, like around that time. You, What I've noticed is God kind of has like a bridging nature between those generations too. Like for instance, with, with Audrey and myself, you know, being born, um, you know, 
so we're all like on the the we're some of the older millennials um there is that bridging of like the whole zenial thing we were talking about uh but something else i heard the lord say is you have weapons in the mm. spirit that the enemy cannot see Come and on. that and i got this so image good. of like when we see you know like you see like yeah. an army there's like a there's a uh there's an army lying in wait and they're like hiding under like the grass or something. And then like they wait for the enemy to come. And all of a sudden they just all bust up. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what God has positioned awesome. you. And in that waiting time. Yeah. Um, you know, like the enemy sit there, sat there and whispered in a lot of people's ears and declared, you are forgotten. There's no, there's no mm-hmm. enemy coming. Mm-hmm. You are completely forgotten. The mm-hmm. Lord has abandoned you. Mm-hmm the the mm-hmm. world has overlooked your generation um and that's just a lie it's an absolute mm-hmm. lie you have weapons in the spirit mm-hmm. that the enemy cannot see and that's not something that's, that, right. that's something unique to your generation it's yeah it's awesome um and so Oof, yeah yeah and so i would i like any of you guys that are in that gen x generation start asking the lord what are my weapons where am i Come on. where am i positioned help me to see where i'm yeah. positioned for yeah. this time so yeah and it's for the end time harvest guys like come on absolutely and what i saw was them um i saw like two different it's it's kind of similar really is the johnish john uh david and jonathan relationships and then also paul and saul Mm. or i mean paul and timothy sorry paul and timothy i saw like an an anointing like there's an anointing for paul paul's anointing to come over gen x specifically the men to reach out grab their timothy and pass on the baton and all that you know give away even what you didn't receive because also for the exes you know, you've almost been in this place, like you said, where the enemy has just been hitting you hard and telling you what you didn't get, or you, you know, you missed it, or you lost it, or you didn't, you know, you were wrongly fathered. That's what I want to say. Some of you were wrongly fathered, Hmm. but the Lord wants to use that to be a right father and to father the fatherless. And so I just see this uh, release of the, the heart of the father over men right now i mean that can be any generation but especially the exes to rise to the occasion and father the fatherless Mm -hmm. and uh give away what maybe you didn't get because uh they need it this Mm -hmm. this generation needs it they need fathers they need a fierce relentless men of god that are you know, tender hearted, but they're warriors, they're fierce, they're relentless, they're not going to give up. And uh, they need that they need the strength, the strength, strong men, not yeah. soft men, but strong men yeah. with resolute hearts. Yeah, mm. come on. That's so good. Wow. Thank you, Lord. That was <laughs> yeah. in my notes. That was Jesus. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so so cool. fun. That is awesome. What's cool, too, is a lot of the stuff I did have in my notes. I mean, a lot of it we've talked about we're, we're talking about catching fire, you know, the church in Laodicea was lukewarm. And so we've got to be on fire. And we talked about some of the things I, I had in my notes about catching fire and, and the little basics of repenting and returning and um, something else. I don't, we kind of said in a different way, but if you want to be more specific and you're like, man, I really want to catch fire. I do feel like I'm lukewarm. I do feel like I've just been going through the motions, maybe going Sunday after Sunday after Sunday get alone with God. And here's another uh, tip that I've done before. 
when I, my heart isn't right, I will sit with God. He will have me make a list of people. And I will say, Lord, you download to me uh, the list of people that I need to forgive or um, that have wronged me. And I will just let the Holy Spirit take over and I'll go down that list. And I tell you what, fire comes out of that because mm. even people I've already forgiven, the Holy Spirit will say, this, there's layers and I want you to forgive them aloud, out loud and forgive them again. And I will go down that list and mm. my heart gets cleaned out all over again. And even people I never thought of, the Holy Spirit wow. will highlight to me. And so that is another tool. Uh, to catch fire, to clean out your heart, because really those are things that can snuff out our fire, unforgiveness, sure. an you know, an unrepentive heart. These are these, this breaks the, that stony ground. And really that what that's where we're at when we're lukewarm, we're stagnant. We're just sitting. I think I was thinking of stagnant water. It becomes stinky. Nobody wants to, right. nobody wants to come around that stinky Nasty. water. So we also lose our witness when we become uh, lukewarm. I mean, yeah. that, that what is, why are we Christ followers? Well, one, because we are created by God. We love Jesus and he has saved us. And so we want to tell of what he's done. We want to go that we're commanded to go and make disciples, right? Yeah. So that's our mission. Our mission is to go and make disciples and yeah. train them up and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. We don't want any pond scum. <laughs> we yeah, should put that on exactly. a shirt. No pond scum. I like to find no pond scum. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah, the other question the Lord was asking me as I was uh preparing for this, and I've I've spoken this already because it's just a word that's burning on me right now, burning in me right now, just to mm -hmm. be on fire and set the church on fire. And yes, there is this impartation, but there is actual practical things we can do as well. So he asked me this question, is he your medicine or is he your food? Is he oh, the medicine ooh, that we run to after the fact because uh, we haven't been taking good care of ourselves? Man, that's or a zinger. He, ooh, <laughs> or is he your food, you know, that you are coming to daily, your nourishment to keep you healthy, to keep you strong for the battle? To keep you uh, awake, alert, uh, energized, powerful. We need his daily manna, his daily bread, his mm -hmm. word and his spirit. We need to be coming to the table, the communion table and, and drinking up of his spirit and being nourished by uh, this food, this his word of God. There is nothing like it. And he is the best meal that we can ever eat. And so is he your medicine or is he your food? Wow. Yeah. Man. Yes, <laughs> that that's a heavy one, right? I know, but it's yeah. so true. It just hits you like, wow, yes, Lord, I need you. Like, I need you, God. I repent, you know, of times, uh, of seasons, or maybe even some of you right now of like, wow, Lord, I haven't been eating up of you daily. I haven't been coming to the communion table. I haven't been coming to your word and I need you, God. I need you. And so I repent, Lord, that I have made you more of a medicine more of something that I, I run to after the fact, after I'm, I'm beaten up, after my fires run out, after, you know, I haven't been taking care of myself. And so uh, this is really an invitation, you know, to repent, to turn back to him, to get right. Wow. And, and that's the beauty is we can start anytime, anywhere and mm -hmm. get right with God right mm -hmm. now, even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you pray, pray into that? Okay. Yeah. 
So Jesus, I thank you right now. I thank you um, for fresh starts and fresh mm. fire. I see you yeah. pouring out fresh fire on the hearts of your people. Those who have maybe even didn't realize that they have been a little bit lukewarm, mm. that they've been kind of stagnant, maybe even complacent. And so we just repent. Uh, we just repent. I see people even right now repenting, coming to that place of humility, stopping in your tracks and going, yes, God, I want to be on fire again. I see that my fire has been snuffed out. I've allowed it to be snuffed out maybe by pain, maybe by apathy, maybe by self-complacency, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is, maybe a hurt or a loss in relationship. And you are saying today, God, I want my fire back. I want to burn with you, Jesus. I want to burn for you. I want to be on fire. I want to be in the fire with you, God. And I want to be bringing fire to other people and catching fire and setting other people on fire. And so I just thank you, Jesus, that there is an invitation even right now to be set on fire for you, to be passionately burning for you in love with you and no one else and nothing else. And so, Lord, I thank you that there is a reordering. There's a reordering. There's a uh, uh, um, prioritization right now. Uh, I see it in the spirit. I see people uh, returning to you, repenting and putting you back in number one seat of their heart as you should be. And as you have intended us to be in you, that you would be Mm -hmm. number one seat. And so we thank you, Jesus. I see people uh, beginning to uh, catch fire and share their fire, share with others and uh, restart that prayer group, or maybe get back going to that prayer group, or maybe you haven't even started a prayer group yet. And out of this, you're going to say, I'm going to start that prayer group. Even if one person comes, I'm going to, now that I am on fire again, I'm going to open up my doors so other people can get on fire with me. And we can do the things, the plans and the purposes that God has for me and for those around me. And in fact, in your home, I see homes being set on fire, uh, families beyond being set on fire. And I want to say to you, it starts with you. It starts with you. It, it's don't look to the, the person to the right or the left. I want to say it starts with you. You catch fire. You receive the fire mm-hmm. of God today. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that in the church of Laodicea, uh, he was knocking. It says Jesus was on the outside knocking on the door. And this was the church. He was on the outside knocking on the door. And what I saw and felt was, uh, you know, we not intentionally, sometimes just life gets to us and we, we can find ourselves in these places where we're doing life without him. Mm-hmm. We're We're starting the business without him or we've uh, you know, leading the team gathering without him or leading the ministry, maybe even without him. Wow. And he's on the outside knocking in and saying, I have strategy for that. I have wisdom for ha- that. If you will just let me in to that place uh, that you have yet to let me into, because maybe you, you thought that it was bigger than him when in fact, there's nothing bigger than him. He knows right where you're at. He knows right what you're going through. And he has the wisdom. He has the answers. In fact, he is the answer. And he wants to empower you. He wants to bring wisdom to you. He wants to energize you. 
and he wants to be with you in that place, um, in every place, in every sphere, in every gathering, in every um, group and team and whatever kind of project or ministry or marketplace uh, assignment it is, he wants to be right in the midst of it and right mm -hmm. with you in mm -hmm. it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I see the Father uh, breaking down walls, breaking down ideas of who we think or thought that he was, and this almost machine, kind of machine living with God. Like he's this distant God, or he is like a, a token machine that we just come to when we, we need to get tokens. And I see him breaking down these ideas of who he is in some people's thinking that he is so very relational. He is so real and he's so intimate and he is so very near to you. In fact, he's living inside of you and breathing inside of you. And he's, he's not far away and he's not a machine. He's not a building and he wants to be a part of your everyday decision making and live in oneness with you through the, mm -hmm. the relationship of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for a spirit of oneness right now that is yeah. coming over those who are listening, that walls are being uh, broken down and there is this intimate uh, place that you are inviting and calling people into to encounter you. I see people encountering you right now, encountering your touch, encountering your peace, encountering your freedom, your love, uh, the person of the Holy Spirit. I see him ministering to your mind right now, ministering to broken hearts ministering uh, to empty places. He's filling those empty places with his love, with his peace, with his power, with his joy. Some of you even right now, I see are laughing. Uh, mm. Joy, heavenly joy is coming over you. And I see the Holy Spirit releasing to you a laughter, a joy, and a freedom that maybe you even had or experienced in a very long time. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. wow, he is ministering right now to people. Mm all over the place. Holy Spirit, we just thank you, Abba, that you can minister through screens and, and mindsets mm -hmm. and uh, wherever, in cars and homes and workplaces. You are everywhere. You are sovereign. You are all powerful. You are all knowing. And I see you just releasing your spirit right now all over wow. the place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for freedom. Mm. Thank you for fresh fire right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's also some people that are in need of financial breakthrough. Mm. This also comes from Revelation chapter three. And I, I hear the Holy Spirit saying two things. I am your financial breakthrough. And the other thing is, is because I am your gold. I am gold. <laughs> he is gold. Jesus is your gold. And there's no greater wealth that we can ever have than him and him alone. 
So I thank you, Jesus, that you're bringing a financial breakthrough, but also uh, the breakthrough in that in that financial place isn't so much external right now in this moment that can come too. But I see the breakthrough right now coming is in the surrender of the things of the earthly things and an exchange being made uh, for the earthly things, for the eternal things of God, the kingdom uh, things of God, his peace and his righteousness and his joy. Like this is the gold. He is the gold. Him being uh, alive inside of us, living and dwelling inside of us. And we have that, that oneness and the revelation of Jesus uh, coming alive inside of us. Then we become more than a conqueror. And we begin to walk through uh, those places of contradiction. Uh, the whole book of Revelation, especially those seven churches, really was about living as conquerors because he's already conquered it all. And the, the church is being victorious in him, victorious in Jesus. But the exchange had to be made. Those exchanges have to be made. Mm -hmm. And so I thank you, Lord, that there's exchanges happening right now in the spirit mm -hmm. thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you lord in fact <clears throat> this goes right with that financial breakthrough matthew um in 23 matthew 23 6 i believe it is matthew 6 i'm sorry matthew 6 23 says but if your eyes are focused on money this is in the passion translation the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place just before that it says the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being if your heart is unclouded the light floods in but if your eyes are focused on money the light cannot penetrate and darkness mm -hmm. takes its place this also goes with uh Revelation 3, they were wealthy externally, but in the spirit, they were poor. Hmm. Which brought them to this place of uh, lukewarm, lukewarm and moderate Christians. They weren't actually walking the talk. They weren't walking what they were talking So, Lord, I thank you that eyes are being cleared mm -hmm. and there is a, a new focus. There's a new focus coming right now to people that are hearing this message. Uh, you are, you are, your face is, I see your face being cleared. And really, it's, it's not so much your face. It's actually the lenses of our eyes are being cleared so we can now see your face clearly and see uh the the beauty of your face and the value of your face and how yeah. much you love us and adore us and how much we need you and we need your face and so we thank you jesus for freedom yeah. right now yes thank you jesus mm. thank you jesus mm -hmm. thank you jesus that you're raising up a fiery remnant army of God. You're raising up a fiery remnant army right now. Mm. 
I thank you, Lord, that that uh, people, your army is beginning to see it. They're beginning to rise to the occasion. They're becoming strong again. They're being strengthened in you. They're returning to you. They're beginning to repent again and return to time of prayer and communion with you. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the remnant army of God. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And something that I keep hearing um, is actually what um, Audrey said earlier about, is he your medicine or is he your food? Um, and I feel like that's something that God really wants to hit on. Um, and then you guys, you guys know, I've often talked about how spiritual principles are displayed in the physical for us, even in many ways, how our bodies operate in the natural. And, and if we look at how we consume food, those that don't eat right and aren't getting proper nutrition, a lot of problems in your body start to pop up. And for for many Mm -hmm. of this is a reality Mm -hmm. and you're trying to correct that now, but that's when you start going, okay, I need medicine for this. But if you had taken mm-hmm. in the proper food and you had eaten right, you wouldn't have these, these medical issues. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so in many, in many aspects of our life, we can be taking in proper nourishment, but then it's like, if at night, um, you know, an hour before you go to bed, I pound, you know, eight pounds of peanut butter cups um, but my whole day I was eating food, good food, but then at night I'm pounding eight pounds of wow. cups. Um, wow. that that's going to lend itself to not being good, uh, for mm-hmm. me. Uh, yeah. and a lot of problems yeah. are going to rise still, even though on the surface and in front of everybody or the majority of the day I'm eating proper nourishment. So Lord, would you reveal wow. those areas in yeah. all of our lives where maybe yeah. we're treating you more like medicine mm-hmm. than like food? Mm-hmm. That you would expose those, Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, God. Yeah. Teach us how to eat of you in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking as you were sharing, uh, you know, binge, like binge eating. Yeah. Or binge eating things that we shouldn't be binge eating at late at night. And so, Lord, we just pray for like Jeff said, that our eyes would be open to you, Lord, that you would highlight these things within mm-hmm. each listener, what the changes that we need to make and how it is affecting us and how it's affecting um, our, our spiritual health. But it's all, it's all parts because we're, it, all, it all affects one another inside mm-hmm. of us as our mental, our emotion, our physical and our spiritual, they're all affected. And so mm-hmm. we need to be... Uh, just taking inventory and better care of our spiritual health and eating up of you and your word and your, and your truth too. You know, when our, our hearts become cloudy, that's a lot of times when the lies of the enemy come in, when our hearts are cloudy. And so I think again about the places of pain where we need to be intentionally making space if we're in pain and you've been wronged and you've been hurt to to get your heart whole you know there's a a, there's a co-laboring there 
whether there's practical and there's spiritual, it's coming to the Lord and letting him heal you, walking in him and, and getting in the word and reading Psalms, but also maybe making space and room for a, a, a licensed counselor. Yeah. And talking with a safe person about that place of pain. Yeah. yeah that's good. Thank you, Jesus. Your thank healer, you. your deliverer. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Amen. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Audrey, how can people follow you? You're on social media. You're doing stuff. I am. I am. You can find me on social media on Instagram and Facebook. And I also have a podcast. I can't remember if you said that or not. It's called Mm -hmm. Highway of Holiness. It is on all the big streaming platforms. um, Apple, iTunes. I can't remember all of the names of them. I'm not all the podcast places, you know, there we go. All the podcast places. Yeah. Um, I do have a YouTube as well. It's not super updated. My, the best place really to find me is social media. And then my podcast highway of holiness. We did one season. I did one season and then I plan to do another season here in the future. So that's really where you can find me right now. And what can people expect on highway of holiness? Like what's your heart behind it? Oh gosh, I loved it. It was mm-hmm. an awesome project. A couple of years ago, the Lord began to speak to me about holiness and holiness coming to the church and a holiness movement. And so out of that just came this in-depth study in the word and the spirit of what true holiness is kind of from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And so I, it's, it's really a lot of, I would say, discipleship. There's testimonies of people encountering his holiness and his Holy Spirit. And then there's times where I'm just kind of hitting some really hard topics that we don't always hear about, you know, not real common Mm -hmm. themes in the church, kind of like we talked about earlier, repentance. And it's, it's deep. I would say most of it's pretty deep and there's a lot of other voices on there too, but it was a really fun project. Yeah. Haven't you had Harmony on there? Harmony's been on there yeah. a few times. Yes, a few times. She's amazing. So yes, we brought the fire a couple times together and it was Sweet. so fun. Awesome. Yeah, there's some marriage stuff on there too. My husband and I, which is fun. That's another heart, a uh, real passion of, of both of our hearts is marriage and family. And so, yeah, it's a great place to listen Love to it. some more of me. Mm-hmm. Love it. Check it out, everybody. Highway of Holiness on all the podcast places. <laughs> yes. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Aubrey, th- or Audrey, uh, I know your name is Audrey. I've told you this before. I think it's because of the, the B in Frabel. I always yeah, say it happens Aubrey. A lot. I don't know why. I know your name is Audrey. And I even try to like, I had a friend who would, she called her, uh, one of our mutual friends, Audrey, Audrey, because she was from New Jersey. <laughs> New York. Oh, yeah. New and she was convinced that she didn't have an accent. We're like, I hate to break it to you, but you have an accent because you say, Audrey and coffee. Anyways, so so I've even gone that I'm like, Audrey, I say Audrey in my head. Uh, but I always, it slips out every now and then. That's funny. You can call me Audrey. You know, I'm having trouble saying it. You you do it better than I, but I had a friend in clear back in elementary school. Her mom Uh was from New York. And so that's what it's reminded me of when she said my name. She said it just like that. Audrey. Um, Yeah. Yes. It's reminding me of her. She's great. We, we would laugh listening to her accent uh, dog she had a dog and dog. she was yelling at the dog, dog. Yeah. dog yeah love it so great well audrey thank you so much this is great really really good this is-
Oh, yay. Yeah. It was great. Holy Spirit really came. Yeah, some fun. bombs in the spirit got dropped today. Yes. So good. Yes. Thanks so for good. having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's great. It's my pleasure. So, everybody, have an awesome weekend. I think this is setting you up right for the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So, um yeah so uh join us on monday you guys we've got monday martin on monday hardy har har monday on monday um so uh tune in then it's at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time he and i talk we're talking the phone yesterday it's gonna be legit everybody so tune in on monday that's gonna be great um also elijahfire.com slash donate so you donate you get the double whammy you get the you support us but then proceeds go towards our water wall efforts so you get a double whammy right out of the gate so that's awesome um god bless you guys and we'll see you on monday with monday at 2 p.m. Time, 5 p.m eastern time okay bye this has been elijah fire thanks for listening for more episodes like this you can check out the elijah fire podcast on elijahfire.com on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts you can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com give for more info on how you can donate today.